God, and we stand in that moment of trial or that moment of opposition, when we stand in that moment when our back is against the wall, we know what to say because God has already given it. I like that personally. You know, we, we heard stories years ago, and I, I, I'm assuming that there are probably instances since then, but we, we heard in, in that first great massacre we, we called the Columbine shooting, we heard about a particular young lady who was sitting in a library studying and, and, and doing her research for her projects or whatever it may have been, when the gunman entered into that, that area and came to where she was at and asked her, are, and put a gun to her, are you a Christian? The great enigma kicked in, didn't it? What would embolden a teenage girl to say, yes, sir? I am, knowing that that answer would pull the trigger that cost her her life. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. You see, that's the first key to the great enigma. Is that there must be a filling of the Holy Spirit. So believer, when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you're to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. That's key number one. What's, what's the second key? We find it in verse 13 and 14. I don't want you to miss verse 13 and 14 because it's easy to kind of t- to, to breeze through it. Now, as they, talking about this, these religious leaders, observed the confidence of Peter and John, and they understood that they were uneducated and untrained, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in reply. So here's that second key. They were, they were in a relationship with Jesus. Now notice what I didn't say. I did not say they had a relationship with Jesus. That's past tense. These men were still living in a relationship with Jesus. They had seen him as the risen Savior. They had worshipped at his feet. They had heard his voice. They knew that he was alive. This wasn't, I had a relationship. This was a, I have a relationship with Jesus. And, And so, this verse, in verse 13, really implies, in within its original language, in the Greek in which it was written, two, two meanings. There's a double meaning there. When it says they recognize them as having been with Jesus. The first meaning in in the tenses of the verb is that they recognize them as having been traveling companions with Jesus. Many of these very same Pharisees have been present when Jesus was teaching and performing miracles. They were always on the peripheral looking in, taking note. And they had witnessed these miracles and these teachings firsthand. But guess what? In doing that, they had made a note of the entourage that traveled with Jesus. Let's just kind of make note of his closest friends. Let's make note of those who are 
uh, traveling with him in his inner circle. And so, no doubt, and we know that Peter and John, by the way, were not just part of the 12 disciples, but were part of the, the inner circle of Jesus, Peter, James, and John. So these, three, these two men ha- had walked closer to Jesus than anyone else had. And as they're standing in front of these religious leaders, someone leans over and says, I remember these guys. I remember them. They were at so-and-so when Jesus did this. And they were there when Jesus did that. And they were there when Jesus said this. And they were there when Jesus said that. I, I recognize these men. They're followers of Jesus. For three years, Peter... And John and the other disciples had been side by side as Jesus carried out his earthly ministry. And now they were easily identified as his followers. But now there's a second meaning there that's, that's in the layers of the, the original language. Not only were they recognizable as traveling companions, but as... The Holy Spirit within them began to speak in the person of Peter, and they began to see the boldness and the fire. They began to they they began to hear and and to see the authority by which these men were speaking. Suddenly, they recognized something. We've seen that boldness and that fire and that we've seen that confidence somewhere else. And who? Where was it? Oh, yeah, in Jesus. He spoke with boldness like that. He spoke with fire like that. He spoke with authority like that. And listen, now they're doing it. Here's the beautiful part. This continued relationship with Jesus was becoming evident to those around them. 